Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 37. <laughs> There's a joke in there. Uh, it's 137. I'm Craig, and tonight we have a special guest. I am Cinch. And, and I am Britt. And Britt's here. I'm, we're all I'm, here. We're all three here in separate, isolated locations for the yes. purpose of social distancing. Craig is still in the Blake Borders Memorial Studio. I am in the Frank Gore Memorial Extension Studio. And I don't think Cinch has named his studio yet, but he will at some point. <laughs> he should. So it's we are the room here. I never go in unless we're doing this. The room you never go in unless you're recording an episode. So you need the name of a player who's useless except in very certain circumstances. Uh, hmm. He is in the Devin, the, the Devin Hester. No, no. <laughs> wow. I, up, I've got to come up with a former Bengal who won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. <laughs> the Corey Dillon Warriors. And we lost Cinch on the call. Not sure what happened. Connection error. Some connection uh, error, the internet. Oh, uh, what's his name? The receiver. Um, oh, I'm blanking. He was there in 16. Who's that guy? No, he was there in 14. Um, I could always go to the guy, the running back the Patriots had that was hurt most of the time, but he's like their third string guy. I'm in off-season mode. I can't remember anyone's name. That's Well, fair. that's fine because we're in off-season mode too, and this is the first week that I don't have seven pages of notes to discuss because the NFL has just – the whole thing with the coronavirus has slowed free agency down. That and the fact that we had so many folks that signed so early that it's kind of calmed down. But before we get into that, we're going to start where we always start. Gentlemen, what are you drinking tonight? Let's start with our guest, Cinch. Well – as you know, this was kind of last minute. Yes. So I just grabbed the, the nearest thing to me when I ran downstairs into my basement. Okay. So I'm drinking some red wine. The nice. name of it. Nice. The Patriots. It's a Merlot from Chile. Hmm. It's very distinguished sounding. It is their homage to those who fought so courageously in the Chilean War of Independence. Hmm. I won't read <laughs> I did not know there was a Chilean War of Independence at all. So, so you're, you're interested? I should keep going. <laughs> well, no, but this has already been educational for me. Lesson. That's good. That's good. Okay. Frank, what do you got? Uh, so, you know, I'm not venturing out very often. So only for, you know, doctor appointment, food, gas, and alcohol. Important things. Right. Uh, so all today, yeah. So today I uh, went and support a local business, uh, Aspatuck Brewing, because they're open for oh, a pickup. They're not far. They're like a five-minute drive from your house. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I picked up a four-pack. Well, I picked up two four-packs, but this one in particular. This is their collaboration with Blind Rhino. It's called No Parking Rhino Crossing. It's a Session India Pale Ale. Oh, and Blind Rhino is the sports bar that's literally built across the parking lot from them yes i haven't tried it yet so i'm gonna open right now okay well while you're opening that i will just let oh, folks shit. know i am drinking a lawson's finest liquids sip of sunshine so i'm gonna go ahead and open that and then we'll hear what oh, craig thinks about his uh hold on let me that was a little uh almost got a little messy let me open it or uh wow it's already he's already struggling yeah what's, hold on. what's beer taste like beer tastes like beer I remember it fondly. You remember it fondly. Wow, you taste this. Um, you definitely know it's a session. There's no mistaking that. It's very light, and it's not 
there's no dry there's no dry anything very very really? drinkable yes are you getting hops flavor out of it though a little they're really really subtle especially i actually taste them more right now so there's definitely a definitely a delay in it okay but good very good well let's move on to burning hot takes who would like to there's three of us so we each get one all right so who wants to go first um i'll go first all right so you know it's the off season sports have been shut down across america so the silly prop bets are starting because you know people just need to bet on stuff <laughs> so i'm going to tell you three and you guys may or may not have seen this already but i want to give you the three prop bets going on right now i just want to know your opinions about them okay all right. Okay. So the first one, the under over for the Colts win total is eight. Brit. You glorious son of a bitch. One of the things I have on my screen <laughs> is the 2020 NFL win totals over unders. Oh, really? And, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I was going to bring that. Well, we'll get into the ones you don't. Who did you say? The Colts. Indy? Yeah. And you have them at what? Uh, this has them at eight. For Okay. Under- William Hill yep. out of uh, England has them at eight and a half. I'm going to go under um, Philip Rivers. That's the best explanation I can give. Since <laughs> what do you think? I think that's a good number because I think they're an eight and eight team. That's um, a push. I think Rivers is done. I think he'll find that out when he plays this season. So if I had to bet, I'd go under and say that he completely falls apart and they have a seven and nine season. Yeah, I can see that. If they all stay healthy, they've got a shot. But Mac has not been healthy ever. Um, the, the receiving core was hurt like left and right. I'm drawing a blank on the the ancient guy who's still there. Why am I they drawing have, a blank? They have T. Y. Hilton and no one else. That's what I'm thinking of. T. Y. How many how many games did T. Y. play this year? Uh, I'd have to look that up. And that's not a lot. Or so. But yeah, he's not. Uh, the, their number two is no one. And they lost the tight end, so now they just have a uh, private eye. What's his name? Come that on. guy. The tight end. Eric Ebron. Private eye. <laughs> Come the on. Tight end with the private end. Uh, oh, you're thinking of um. Oh God. Who is that guy? <laughs> Who's that guy? Ty played ten games this year. Um, really? I know you're talking about the tight end who was the opposite end of Ebron. Because when he's on the guru, the guru says he sounds like a character from like a, a Mike Hammer novel from the fifties. <laughs> Private Eye, special agent, yeah. Oh my god. And he he was making a joke. When you have a problem, call Oh, it'll come to me a second. Hold on. I'm sorry, Jack Doyle. There you go. There you go. When you have a problem, you call Jack Doyle. <laughs> That's like this whole thing behind it. So I don't know why. That's two guys. We are seven minutes in. We've already blanked on two guys' names. We are it's, definitely in all season <laughs> It's the off season, man, and everything's weird. All right, so okay, so that's the first one. That's first one. Next one. Who will win the NFC East? Can I select other? No. Uh, I'll, I'll let me jump in. Okay. Eagles, Eagles are far and away better than anybody else in that division. Right are now, they, the, no? the Eagles they, right they now. Are. The Eagles right now are plus 140 to win the division. The Cowboys are plus 125. And their pick well, is the Cowboys. The, the problem with the Cowboys is they have their 
like 50% of the, the cap is in like six players. So I, eh, you know what? Their, their center just retired. He's going to need to be replaced. Uh, the, you know, the Cowboys always seem to get to a level and then stop. Who, who retired? I can't remember his name, obviously. Not Jason Kelsey. No, the center for the Cowboys. J- Jason. Oh, the Cowboys center. Oh, I yeah. thought we were talking about Philly. I could um, throw out a bunch of names. Benjamin, uh, Alexander, uh, Johnson. Smith, Johnny. He could, he could be one of them, but but he just retired after seven years, and I'm blanking on his name. Okay, that's fair. I thought we were talking about the Eagles center, so that's why I got confused. Here's my issue and why I don't think the Eagles can do it. I'm looking at the Eagles' death chart right now, and in their offensive starting package, counting linemen, they have six people who ended the season with a questionable designation. Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, Brandon Brooks, and Lane Johnson all ended the season questionable. Your quarterback, your running back, and two of your four receivers all ending the year on the questionable list. They can't stay healthy. That's... If they were all healthy, I would absolutely agree with Cinch. If they were all healthy, top to bottom, I look at this list and I'm like, wow, there is a lot of really good names here. They just can't stay healthy. So, you know, for me, I'm going to go Dallas. I'm going to say Dallas wins the, the NFC East this year. And I don't feel confident that. It- What's that? What do you think? Out of those teams, it's out of those two, I would probably well, pick the Cowboys. You could Just because pick the Giants or the Redskins, if you I want could to. no, no, I, I can't pick the Redskins. <laughs> I cannot. I could do those things. <laughs> Just like I could jump out the window naked right now. <laughs> All right, the third, the third prop bet, and I. This is you know, I didn't. I just this question just popped up before. I decided I was going to do this before Cinch would be on the call, just to get that out there. Um, I'll be <laughs> which means it's anti-patriot. He's worried. No, he's it's not. Day. It's not. It's not. Um, odds to win the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers are plus twelve hundred. Would you take that bet? No. Next question. No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. That's fair. I probably I wouldn't either. If you're talking about who's going to win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. the Chiefs are the the clear favorite. Oh. <laughs> Brett, I'm sorry, but if you look at the AFC, there's no reason the Chiefs should not have that number one seed. If they get the number one seed and there's only one bye team, that will make it easier for them against anybody they play in their first game. Not to mention they have the best quarterback in the league. I'll give you one reason why I don't think they're the number one team in the AFC, and it's the Baltimore Ravens. I do think the Ravens are going to slide back this year, but I think the Chiefs are going to slide back a ton. I just Why? remember because it's because it's what happened in Philadelphia after Andy Reid went to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs have made minimal moves on free agency. They've done very little. They've only signed two of their veterans. They're kind of sitting pat at the moment. This is exactly what they did in Philadelphia, and everybody was like, we're going back to the Super Bowl. We're keeping the team intact. And they were never the same after that. Now, factor in the fact they won this one. Big psychological difference right there. When you lose, look at the teams that lose. They don't come back. The Atlanta Falcons. Except for, like, the Buffalo Bills and guys like that that are driven, you know. But I don't the see not- that drive. 
it was a whole different world, the NFL in the 90s. True. Absolutely. There was no free agency. You had a team, and that was your team every every year. Absolutely true. I don't see the I, – I see the drive out of a guy like Patrick Mahomes. I don't see the drive out of the rest of that team. If LaShawn McCoy is back next year, he has no motivation to make oh, it back to school. He's meaningless. The, they'll draft someone. Tyreek Hill, I don't see a reason why. I, I, I just – I don't see the motivation anymore. I just – I don't. And I, I, and I hate to say that because I don't want to say I'm questioning the heart of my team. But, but you are. But I, I am. <laughs> I, I think – I think there there are very few teams that go back the year. Just as we talked about, there's very few teams that go back after a loss or, or rebound after a loss. There's even fewer teams that repeat. I mean, in our era, we're talking about maybe three franchises in the last 30 years that have been able to do that and, and being winners. And that would probably be the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Patriots. Uh, you could throw the Giants in there for the 80s and the early 90s if you want to. They did win two. But in generally speaking... You don't see dynasty even going back to the seventies. You had the Steelers in the seventies and nobody else. You had the Packers before that and nobody else. I mean, look at look at the Aaron Rodgers. It, this is a, this is the great this is this is the way I want to answer this. So Aaron Rodgers and the Packers won a Super Bowl and never sniffed back there again. But their team didn't get that much worse. I mean, I can't believe that Randall Cobb wasn't a sufficient. A sufficient replacement at that point in time for Donald Driver. So I, for me, I'm just sitting there. I'm looking at it. They've got their ring. I don't see this team hungry anymore. So I don't put them in the favorite. I see the Ravens being in the same position as the Chiefs were a year ago, where you know Patrick Mahomes was doing interviews saying how hard it was to watch the Super Bowl at home, to watch the Patriots play in the Super Bowl, and feel like he should have been there. And that fueled him. I think there are other teams. I think Houston's going to feel that. But I, I think Poor Baltimore's going to feel that. Poor Houston's a whole other story. Because I, one of the topics I have to bring up in the general discussion is there's Deshaun Watson trade rumors now. In which yep. case, Bill O'Brien is either a genius or a certified wacko. He can't get traded. The salary cap hit would be too much. They, they can't trade him. Not for a team that suddenly sees itself having $30 million available because their quarterback just went to Tampa. The Patriots have zero left on their salary cap. They have like two and a half million dollars left. So, I'm just gonna, do they? Who do they give all their money to? Me. They they oh. have. It's like one tenth of their salary cap is dead money, and some of it was from restructuring Brady's deal last year, and a couple of other guys that were like that that they, you know, they've been going for it the last two or three years, knowing that the end is near. So they've been going for it. And sooner mm. or later, you pay that bill that they just kept pushing down the line. So I'm opening their site, and Cinch is absolutely correct. Their current cap space is under $1 million. Yeah, they're not trading. What's going to happen with, with Watson is he's going to play this season. Whether he's happy or not, he's going to. He's going to be franchised because if he's not happy in Houston, he won't sign a, a big deal. So he'll be franchised. Maybe they'll trade him at that point. I doubt it. He's just going to have to accept that he is where he is. And maybe three years from now, after he's Kirk Cousins for three years, he could leave. But here's what I'll say about that. I'm looking at the, the list. Stefan Gilmore, Joe Thune, Donta Hightower, Who? 
<laughs> These are all the guys that are the top three cap guys. They're the top three players on the team. Gilmore was the defensive player of the year. Dante Hightower won two Super Bowls. You know, he was huge in both the Atlanta and the Seattle Super Bowl. And Joe Tooney is, uh, I wouldn't have given him all that money, but the Patriots franchised him. So either they trade him now or they sign him or whatever. But I can't you see a possibility that they would trade Gilmore and Hightower or release one of them? Because if you did, if you got somebody to take Gilmore's cap number off your hands and then you cut Dante Hightower, that literally opens up 18, uh, $18.8 million in cap space for 2020. Okay, because- but again, those are two of their best players. So... You know, I wouldn't be against if they traded Gilmore somewhere. And, hey, the defensive player of the year, his value is never going to be higher than it is now. But I don't think they're going to do it. If you could trade him as part of the package for Deshaun Watson, you could make it happen. That's what I'm saying. You'd have to make that part of the package. That's 15 million you'd have to save. I'm going to make a stupid comment right now. That's all we do around here. Go for it. And I own that. I don't want Watson. Okay, that's fair, too. I what if Watson goes to the Chargers? Then the Chargers will be the second best team in LA, and no one will care, and they don't have any fans. <laughs> so um, you don't want you don't I, you don't want Watson. I, Tell me why. Being where I was before Brady, the team stunk. They never had a quarterback. Then they had Bledsoe, and he took them from a one in fifteen kind of team to a Super Bowl that they lost. Great, but they were a team that you talked about, that people knew about. Mm-hmm. Instead of bringing a guy in who's there for the money, and I'm not knocking any individual quarterback, I just want to have a new guy who kind of makes that that humble climb from, you know, he's a rookie, he's no one's heard of him, who knows if he could do it. Hey, this guy isn't too bad. Maybe he could win a playoff game. Oh, look, he won a playoff game. Maybe we could win. That kind of guy is who I want. I don't know if Jarrett Stidham is that guy. I don't know if it's someone that they need to draft. I'm just saying I would rather go that way. And if it means they win five games this season or four games or whatever, so be it. Let me tell you something. This might be shocking to the both of you because it shocked me just now. But again, looking at over the cap, which is a great site that Cinch found for us, Deshaun Watson's cap number this year is only 4.4 mil. Oh, it's the end of his rookie contract, isn't it? So you only need to clear out four million of space. If you trade Gilmore to Houston, you not only can get Watson and afford him, but you can open up enough cap space to do more. And and they right now have $34 million in cap space. Houston does. They have a ton of open room on, on, on cap space. I don't think it's crazy. That's because they keep trading their stars for second and third round draft picks. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sorry, if they trade Deshaun Watson, and I agree with you, that would be a terrible move. If they trade Deshaun Watson, Bill O'Brien had better change the license plates on his car and start <laughs> parking in a different spot in the parking lot because he's going to find out real quick that they are not as patient with him in Houston. And I said this last week, tell me where Bill O'Brien has been this genius that deserves all of this credit. And after the episode last week, I went online and I did a search and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find a single place where he was a big time decision maker and had a winning consistent record. He spent one year at Penn state and then jumped here. 
Well, he won with the Patriots. He was the assistant coach under Belichick. There's a shitload of guys who are assistant coaches under Belichick who won there and didn't win anywhere else. Ask Charlie Weiss how that goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't get the Bill O'Brien thing. I really don't. How many years have we texted and said, God, this guy's terrible. How does he have a job? I don't it's understand several. it. He comes back. <laughs> and again, Penn State, all you have to do in Pennsylvania is make a bowl game every year. Yes. That's well, it. Remember, in Penn State, he was the first guy after Paterno. So him just stabilizing things was a big deal. Yes. And good for him. And he did a, a fine job, and he landed in Houston, and good for him. But he's been in Houston a long time. Since then. And Paterno's been dead five years now. So really? we're talking at least four years. It feels like it. Hmm. About to look that up. Siri, when did Joe <clears throat> Paterno die? I have to tell you, Craig, too, as a quick aside yes. before we get to my question. Yeah. Craig gave me two years ago for Christmas, he gave me uh, an Amazon Echo Dot. My arguments with Alexa in this household are the stuff of legend. <laughs> my wife loves laughing at me as I argue with Alexa. Today's argument was over turning on the television. Alexa, turn on the TV. When there's only one TV registered in the account, was a major accomplishment and took about 15 minutes. At one point, my <laughs> wife said to me, you know, the remote is literally three feet in front of you. <laughs> Meanwhile, get up. your neighbor's going nuts wondering why his TV keeps turning on and off. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's the only thing that makes sense. Is Alexa's like, I'm doing it. I don't know what your problem is. So uh, anyway, all right. So really quick to my question, because believe it or not, we burned through almost half our times with burning hot takes because we've had such a great conversation. I wanted to ask uh, you guys yeah. about my plan for this Saturday. Okay. So really quick, Treehouse Brewing Company is based up in Massachusetts. They do fantastic work. That The source has brought us this beer before. I have brought us this beer before. I have yet to have anything from them that I truly hate. They are 90 minutes from my house which for some people would not be a long distance to drive, but for me feels like I'm driving for an eternity. That is, but considering yeah. considering the climate right now, that should be an easy drive for you. Correct. <laughs> so in the days of the coronavirus, they have instituted a contactless delivery system. Craig, if we have any sort of spy music, start it now. All right. You order your order at 9.30 in the morning. Drive to the brewery and hold up a sign in your car with specific instructions not to roll down your window that has your order number and your name on it. Someone will write down that order number, go inside, assemble your order, bring it out on a hand truck, leave the hand truck next to your car, back up an undetermined number of steps, and then signal to you that it's okay to exit the vehicle. At that time, you get your beer, put it in your trunk, get back, and wave at them and drive away. An individual then comes up and disinfects the hand truck before it is used again. Wow. I, I, that sounds like how I used to buy beer when we were underage. Exactly, <laughs> right? This I said, this sounds like a prisoner exchange in Cold War Moscow. Go Am inside, I, wow. pull around back, open the trunk. I mean, do I have to walk up to somebody and go, the cuckoo bird is awful quiet today, and wait for him to say, it is not noon yet. 
they will crow at noon no, before you, I have you a have conversation. To, you have to text him that. You can't walk up to him and say that. That's right. It's three times in their instructions. Do not roll down your windows is in there. And But here now, I am. Now, when you if, went to Two Roads and picked up beer, did they, did they just put it in your car? They wheeled it down. Well, they, they carried it down because it was one case. They wheeled it down yelled at me, popped the back, and I opened up the back door. They slid it right in my back seat, stepped back, yelled at me through the window, have a nice day, thank you for supporting us, and walked back inside. I was never closer than six feet to anybody there. But, I mean, I, I, I just feel like I have to find a way in these weird times to support the different local beers. I've already supported Two Roads, hashtag sponsor us. But I gotta, I gotta do something for the other guys, right? And Treehouse is amazing stuff. Have we ever had anything from Treehouse we didn't like? No, <clears throat> it was really just beers that we liked more than other ones. From that's them. it. So should I go on Saturday? I guess that's the question. <clears throat> you know what? If the weather's nice and you just need to get out of your house, I mean, you're not going to be near anyone. You're going to be in your car. I'd say go. Oh, and by the way, quick aside before Sanchez answers. Joe Paterno died in January of 2012. He's been dead eight years. He stopped coaching six years ago. Wow. Oh. He's here all night, folks. Try the fish. All right, so, so Cinch, what do you think? Should I, should I drive to Massachusetts? I'll, I'll go with you. Just pop the trunk. You can't. <laughs> I'll climb in. That's six feet away. That's, you're going to go 90 minutes in the back of my trunk. <laughs> Just... So so when we get to the so when we get there, the sign I hold up is gonna be like I'm order number seventy-three Brit, and then there's gonna be an arrow pointing towards my back as Cinch reaches out with one hand. Just the hand. <laughs> and just says Cinch. <laughs> I will definitely bring you guys beer if I can. I, I absolutely will. Saturday Oh, it's supposed to rain on Saturday. Oh, Brit doesn't like driving in the rain. I'll consider it. Anyway, let's move on to some other topics. Let's talk about some stuff that's going on in the league. Oh, what's like Br- said, what's Cinch's a- question? Cinch had a question. Or your que- did, he, did he? Oh, yeah, he did. Wow. Go on. Yeah. Okay. We're back on track. <laughs> Do well, off-season, well, folks. I'm not going to apologize. Br- Br- my, yeah. my question is going to be what I mentioned to you a short time ago. So did, I'll did just you, I'll, I'll ask throw that out right? as a topic. No, I didn't ask a question. Well, then go ahead. The floor is yours. My apologies. No problem. So I mentioned to Britt, last season the coaches review of pass interference penalties. That was a one year trial period. So that was last season. So now they were going to meet at the owner's meeting to discuss keeping that or getting rid of that. I thought it was terrible. My question is, do you think they get rid of that? Craig, let's hear you first. What do you think about this? The, The PI, did you like it? And do you think that the owner should get rid of it? Uh, I like the idea of it. I feel the NFL didn't really implement it the way it should have been. So I can see them getting rid of it. I still think they need something to double-check themselves, and especially after the whole New Orleans thing. But, um, yeah, they I can see them not using it again. Or they have, they have to come up with something different. That's like maybe, absolutely where I'm maybe at. Maybe that's like Sky Judge thing. That's absolutely where I'm at. The The officials used it as an opportunity to scold coaches for daring to question their judgment because yeah. it was a judgment call. We saw we saw a lot in the other replay 
Yeah. Let's all go back to the days of the 80s and the early 90s when you could challenge anything God, and cool. there was no limits. <laughs> and games took four and a half hours because of it. And the, the, that was half of the reason that the, the owners were like, we don't like this. We're, we're losing people because we're spending more time on replay than anywhere else. And they brought up the challenge system. And I felt that was pretty effective. Uh, but then we brought this in and the officials said, well, it's a judgment call, right? It's still our judgment call as to whether it's PI. Well, yeah. Okay. And then the success rate was like 11%, some obscenely bad number for the number of bad PIs that seemed to happen all the damn time. And the officials basically made it a joke. I remember in week 17, and I could not tell you the situation or the name of the, the teams, but I specifically remember watching a sideline exchange where a coach was going nuts on an official. And you can clearly see on the replay, the official turns and goes, well, challenge it then. And the coach immediately stops and walks away because he knew it was a ridiculous effort. The referees murdered this attempted rule correction, in my opinion. So I agree with Craig. It needs to be there, but it needs to be different than what it is. Well, agreed. Said. That that's just I, that's it. I just think that the hardest thing to do is what I think is pass interference. You don't think is, and Craig does think is right. So, I I think they should just have like one universal sky judge at every game, and if you have that disaster Saints Rams playoff game play, they just whistle down and stop everything and say, okay, look, that was a penalty. You didn't throw the flag. But that was a penalty. And I mean, that rule, that's going to come up, what, once every 70, 80 games? Mm -hmm. So no need to overhaul everything because of one really bad call. Right. This, unfortunately, was too frequently for my liking. So, all right. So on to the topics. And again, we don't have a ton of them. Um, News today, today being March 26th, Apparently, and I didn't hear this, as soon as Tom Brady signed with Tampa, people started talking about Antonio Brown to Tampa. That Brown wanted to play with Brady again, that the fit was good. Today, Bruce Arians went on the record on CBS Sports Radio and said, quote, yeah, it's not going to happen. There's no room. It's just not going to happen. It's just not a fit here. Teams full, go home. (laughs) Yeah. So start with Cinch. Does Antonio Brown to Tampa make sense to you? I think the the right question would be, does Antonio Brown ever play in the NFL again? I don't think he does. I got to so agree. It doesn't really matter what team might make sense because I don't think they ever let him back in. I agree. And I think it's time for a second beer. There you go. What are you going to drink? Oh, I got too juicy for the second one. Wow. I'm still working off the two roads pickup. So, Craig, so what do you think? Second, would the second one be too, too juicy? It might be. It'd be four juicy. Because <laughs> Britt doesn't like little juicy. You know, it's not that I don't like little juicy. It's just not. All right, I don't like little juicy. Let's just put it that way. It's, it's not too. It's not too juicy. It's it's barely juicy. <laughs> it's not good unless it's too juicy. These are the right. off-season um, conversations, people. That's what happens. Well, I like the juice. <clears throat> the juice is good. <laughs> yes, I like the juice, um, which Deb loves. So hi to Deb. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. 
Um, so, Craig, really quick, Bruce Arians on Antonio Brown. Um, I don't see it there. Do you? Same same thing. I Is he better than who they have now? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, no. But really? I think he's absolutely better than just about anyone in the league. But do I think he is going to play in the NFL again? Or should he? The answer is no. I think he... Because we haven't heard really anything from him in a while. Like a really long time. So to me... Yeah, so to me, that means he's getting whatever help he needed to get over whatever's going on. And I think if he goes back into the NFL, he's going to just relapse back into that. So... Which, by the way, the Bucks did add Endomicon Sue this week. So they, yeah, they signed him to another year. Yeah. So I, this it's is becoming. It keep playing. Yeah. I, this and this team, I look at it. It's like the team of all star castoffs on defense. They've got Jason Pierre-Paul still. Um, Shaq Barrett is there. I'm just like Jordan Whitehead is a strong safety still. I'm just like. These guys used to be good. El Dragoon. El Dragoon. I His son plays for the Bengals. So anyway. breaking news. Yep. ESPN is reporting that today Roger Goodell sent a memo to all the teams saying that the draft will take place on April 23rd to 25th as scheduled with measures in place. So that means no one there except the players. This is literally what it's going to be. I think what they should do is just get a gigantic convention center room and space every team 20 feet apart and pay like midgets to run the picks to the <laughs> stage. And the, it should be one camera and it should be focused solely on the podium. And there should be another room where Chris Berman and the reanimated corpse of Mel Kuyper can sit and talk about each pick and then just go pick to pick. That's it. That's all it should be. We do not need this huge circus. We don't. You know, it's not like each team, the head coach or the GM walks down and hands a piece of paper to the commissioner, and then the commissioner announces it. No one has to be there. It's all just the team show. Right, exactly. Exactly. And and let's not forget, was it last year or the year before the draft was in Dallas? And Roger Goodell flanked himself with Dallas legends in an effort to not get booed? Oh, (laughs) yeah, I forgot about that. And not only did they still boo him, but when he got to the mic, he went, come on, you're going to boo these guys? They're not (laughs) booing them. No one in that theater is booing Troy Aikman, you dumbass. (laughs) They're booing you. The fans don't like you. If Roger Goodell were smart, wherever they do this thing, he'd get a suite, get a chair, put his feet up with a beer, and he would sit there and watch it happen and let everybody else just do it. Let Chris Berman announce the picks from his suite like three doors down. Why? Why do we have to do this? I don't know. I do. I think it's a good idea to have the draft, but Cinch is absolutely right. The physical requirement is minimal. Minimal. The only time it actually matters if you're physically there is when someone is trying to skip somebody else in the draft order, which has happened a couple of times. You mean like trading picks? No, I mean, like, my clock expires, so you run to oh, the Oh, like drafting pick. with Sean. <laughs> I see. 
Drafting with Sean <laughs> is like driving an auto, with like a brick wall on the Autobahn. That's it. <laughs> yep. You're driving along, everything's speeding along, and then bam, dead stop. First, you get about two minutes where nothing happens, and then you say, "Sean, it's your pick." Oh, wait, I'm on the huh? clock. You get about five what? minutes. What? Of... Oh, oh, he's gone already. Oh. <laughs> it, it is. It's every year. Every year, we our, our home league. The three of us are all in the same home league. For those who are listening. We have two drafters. So we have two Craigs. So I can't say Craig. It's the other Craig. Right. Because I don't use last names just because, you know, it's just not polite. Um, the other Craig will – he used to be – remember when we first started this league, he was the brick wall. Yes. And then we brought in Sean and and Craig rejoiced. Other Craig <laughs> rejoiced because all of a sudden there was somebody slower than him. <laughs> and he was just like so grateful that there was somebody slower than him. But, you know, all I'll say is this. You all should be grateful that every year, the last couple of years, the bar we go to to have this draft, and I think my my brother, the source, does this on purpose, has Rosemary's Baby on tap. Because before I even make a pick, I'm three drinks in. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he I'm was. drafted Miles Sanders in the first round, and everybody else is winning, and I'm losing. So, just saying. So, uh, all right, other news. Um, I want to talk about the 2020 win totals, which Craig alluded to. So, Cinch, before we came on the podcast, Craig gave me the answer to this question. I want to ask you, if I had to ask you who has the number one pick, no trades involved, so who has the worst record in 2020, who has the number one pick in 2021, what team would you say? So you're saying after this season, who is the worst team? Yes, who has the worst record in this upcoming season? Boy, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I, I think the Bengals. Okay. So now I'm looking at William Hill's numbers. Craig's answer was the Washington Redskins. My answer, because I didn't discuss this with either of you, is still the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I will tell you right now that none of us have the worst total win team, according to William Hill. Oh. The worst total wins. So, Cinch says the Bengals... Their over-under is five. We'll get to that in a second. Craig said the Redskins, their over-under is five and a half. The hey, worst... I won by a half. There you go. <laughs> the worst team in terms of win-loss is expected to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh. <laughs> the number is four and a half. Really? You tell me, would you take the over on Jacksonville? Can they win five games this year? Would you bet on it? Would you put money on the table right now? Minshew magic. I think is it good over. for five wins? It might be. Take the over. Yeah, I Cinch would take. I over. would take the over on that. I could. They can get five wins. And a lot can still happen. If anything, we've learned from the free agency period, and the draft hasn't happened yet. We have no idea what will happen. But these are the numbers right now. That's what we're talking about right now. I. I don't know that Jacksonville can win five games. <laughs> I don't think I put money on this one. I just can't. Well, I'm not saying they would win six. I'm, I'm just saying they need <laughs> they'll to squeeze out five. How many of those games are in London where Jacksonville is like three and one all time? So let's go. So going up the list, I want to talk about the bottom three and we'll talk about the top three. So the next one up the list is the Cincinnati Bengals at five. Since you said you thought that the Cincinnati Bengals would have the worst win total in the league next year. Can they get to five? Yeah. I, I don't trust their coach. 
unless they're completely out of their mind, they're going to draft Burrow and he's going to be their guy and he's going to start. And I don't have a lot of faith in the, the first year starter guy, especially coming from a team that wasn't too good the year before. So I just so think last, it's, it's a long, slow grind for the Bengals. So last week, Craig and I talked about the possibility that Hebert might end up there. Craig, do you agree with that? Do they have to go burrow or bust? I mean, they should, but I also know that they've been looking at uh, Herbert, Hebert, uh, a Hebert? lot. I was, I'm bad with college guys. And they do, yeah. they Herbert, do like him, so. Call him a- <laughs> you call him what? Call him A-Bear? <laughs> like Bobby A-Bear. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, what was, the, what was the guy? Yeah, it was Justin Herbert. I'm sorry, I, I'm mispronouncing his name. Uh, but yeah, Bobby uh, but the Bengals spent a lot of money upgrading their defense, which I think is going to be a huge thing for them. So they definitely okay. upgraded that. Next team up the list is the Washington Redskins at five and a half. This is the one I will jump in on. I think Washington wins six games this year because they have to play the Giants twice. Uh, all right. That's that's and fair. they have a new coach who I, I don't think anyone would say he's a bad coach. So I, I think that helps a lot where they've kind of just been wandering around in the dark. Now I think they're going to begin to have a direction where with them by week 10, 11, you might say, you know, they're not bad. They're not going anywhere. All right, here, here's the thing. Name, name two or three of their receivers. That one guy who was really good. Warren, who had a great year last year. Who? So I, I get your point, and you're not wrong that they just have bad – but everyone says this is the year of the receiver in the draft. All it takes it is, is drafting a guy that's point. as good as McLaurin was, and now you've got two receivers. Tight end, unless you have one of the three or four guys that are the best tight ends, they're all the same. So anyone could be their tight end. Uh, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not saying they win six games. I'm not saying they win seven games. But I see them as a team that, for the first time in a very long time, might kind of. They might have figured it out. Though, might, I want to. I really want to know what they're the doing with their with their quarterbacks. I think they want to know what they're doing with their quarterbacks. Well, they, they traded they, their fifth for they, Kyle Allen. Allen got along with with Rivera last year really well. That Rivera liked him. You know what? Here, see, here's what I would do if I'm them. I'm not sold on the guy they drafted last year. They have the number two pick. Why not take Tua? Why not? Who, who says you can't draft a quarterback with your first pick two years in a row? Oh, how, so, how many teams? Yeah, but then why would they give Case Keenum anything? And Colt McCoy. Like, why are they hoarding quarterbacks? Well, but they're not. So just, just to jump in here really quick, I'm looking at the Redskins official site, which is, by the way, www.redskins.com. The renewal window is now open for 2020 season ticket holders. Renew now. You shouldn't. According to their website, they have one quarterback, and his name is Dwayne Haskins. I'm looking literally at the, at their depth chart, and the only name under quarterback is Dwayne Haskins. Well, they just traded their fifth pick for Allen, so I know he's there. So and this Case is not Keenum. updated yet, but that and says Cole a lot McCoy. to me. <laughs> that says a lot to me. Well, is Colt McCoy still under contract? I don't know. According to this, it doesn't look like it. The Redskins don't even have listed on their depth chart left tackle and left guard starters. 
They have backup <laughs> names. But Maybe that's no why they lost so many. I swear to you, you cannot make this up. I'm looking at it. I'm going to snapshot this and send it to our thread. There is, like, their their own depth chart has holes in it at starter. Somebody explain that to me. Uh, I just I, like I that. can't. <laughs> I think you just need to look at, you have a new GM, new head coach. So whoever was drafted last year, that he's not our guy. We're here. We just took this job. I don't think much of that quarterback. This is this is my guy. I want to draft this guy. I just think Haskins did not impress anyone. I don't think one one person that saw him thought, "Hey, you really got something." So why not take that quarterback, whoever it is? Maybe the Bengals do something crazy and they don't take Burrow, and then you take him. I'm just saying, if I were them, instead of saying, "Hey, we've got to take this uh, defensive end." linebacker guy that's going to be this great sack guy well if you don't have a quarterback you have nothing that's it, that's it, very deep that's a deep thought i think that's it's true <laughs> it's it is true. true all right so i want to go to the before we run out of time i want to get to the top three so if i said to you there is one team at the top of this list and they are an 11 and a half over under what team would i be talking about Total wins eleven and a half. Hmm, that's a good question. Got to be the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs are one. Are you kidding me? The Ravens. It happened again. What? What this happened? This is insane. <laughs> Stand by. Okay. Great. Chiefs okay. are one, but no there's another. Back. There's another. So it's not the Ravens. It is the Ravens. Sorry, I, I missed that because I was totally distracted by what just happened are you kidding me i just won money again on a game that didn't actually happen oh that's right brit has been betting on uh pretend games <laughs> okay so 10 seconds aside we might go over a few minutes on this DraftKings, in its desperation to have something for people to wager on has been doing simulated football last night they did what if the 2020 San Francisco 49ers played the 2020 uh, Kansas City Chiefs again? So I put it in a lineup because it was free. I finished 2,879th out of 50,000. So I finished in the top 10% and won 50 cents. So today <laughs> they put it out there again. But this time it was let's do Green Bay versus San Francisco, which I believe was the NFC championship, right? Yes. Uh, Take yeah. San Francisco Well, it doesn't matter. The game just ended. The air quotes game. And I won another 25 cents. How is this possible? This isn't real. Uh, it's real now. DraftKings is giving me money for guessing how pretend games will go. <laughs> well, did you see the NHL is broadcasting games using um, in the NHL game? And NASCAR is doing the same thing. The top lineup. All right, you ready for this? I'm going to okay. tell you right now. The winning lineup won 100 bucks again on a game that didn't happen. He used Marquez Valdez-Scantling the first time the freaking law firm ever comes through as his captain. Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Emmanuel Sanders, Roheem Mercert, and Jimmy Garoppolo. And he scored 162 points. 
The final score was San Francisco 42, Green Bay 14. This is bizarre to me. I keep putting in lineups because they're free, but oh my God, this isn't sustainable, right? This isn't how DraftKings is going to make <laughs> money going forward. They're not going to set up a computer and run Madden every night, are they? They might at this rate. Unbelievable. Well, you know what? I'm up 75 cents. There you go. That's all that matters. I've wagered zero and won 75 cents. So you're definitely plus. And games that weren't real. Exactly. Hey, look at that. 2020 has really been a great year for you. It really has. (laughs) I've wagered zero dollars and I'm up almost a buck. See that? Everything's coming up Millhouse. I'll tell you honestly, really quick before we get back to this conversation, in the absence, I really started looking at stock market stuff. I'm actually pretty freaking good at this shit. <laughs> I I doubled my money after I, I, I put money into the stock market after the um the big drop when the coronavirus hit. I'm not exactly I'm not cashing out, retiring and buying a yacht and cigars for everybody. But the little money I put in, I've doubled up. I'm going to start putting money into things like Apple and IBM and waiting until I retire. Hey, you know, now's uh, now is a good time to buy because everything's down. So you know, you, know, you put two hundred bucks in the stock market, and all of a sudden it doubles to four hundred. All of a sudden, you've got two or three shares of Apple. You just put your hands back and wait till you're seventy. <laughs> I mean, just saying. All right. Anyway, back to the topic at hand because we are seriously running out of time, and I just got distracted by the fact that DraftKings seems to just want to give me free money. Uh, so. The Ravens and the Chiefs are the top win totals at 11 and a half. Here's my question to you, because I knew you guys would get this right. First off, well, first off, do you see either the Ravens or the Chiefs winning 12 games this year? Yes. Both? More the Chiefs than the Ravens. I really would put money on both. I would take the over in both of those cases. Cinch, what do you think? Definitely the Chiefs. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? When you have the best quarterback in the league, you are yeah, the he's favorite not, to go to the Super He's Bowl. not hungry anymore. He won. It's over. Now it doesn't matter. <laughs> Definitely got... the Chiefs. It would be a coin flip whether I, I did that with the Ravens. I think Harbaugh is a great coach, and Lamar I... Jackson had a great year. I just don't know if he's a great quarterback yet. I think with both, with Brady now in the NFC, I think both of them could win 12 games easy. So let me ask you this before I tell you their name. You know, those are both AFC teams. There are two NFC teams tied at third place. Both of them expected to win 10 and a half games. Cinch, give me one of them. 49ers. That's correct. Craig, give me the other. The Seahawks. Oh, no. Nine and a half games for the Seahawks. Don't, tell me, it's, don't tell me it's the Bucks. It's the, the Saints. Saints. The Saints and the Niners both expected to win ten and a half games next year. Nah, Do you I can feel see that. confident betting eleven wins on either of those teams? Yes. Both? Definitely definitely the Saints. Especially Saints. with especially with Emmanuel Sanders now, that definitely ups their offense. Great. See, you know what? I reverse that. I think definitely the Niners. Ooh. The Saints with Brady and the Bucks being the Bucs have got to be better this year than last Mike year, right? Mike Evans, period. Might catch 167 <laughs> yards a game. Or catch I, seven. <laughs> I just think that Brady is an upgrade over Jameis Winston. That's no question. 
Come on, James. James went out what? and got new eyes. Okay, and, and then he had to watch them sign his way. his and replacement. He's need those new eyes so he could <laughs> see the field from the sidelines because he's going to be a backup somewhere. I I think he's still a starter. We had that conversation. I, I still think he's going to start somewhere. In a world where Nick Foles is a starter, that would be the Chargers as the only team he could start for. Or the Patriots. I, I know don't, you don't want them. Just say it. Belichick is all about don't turn the ball over, ball control. They're a team that hardly ever fumbles. Brady was never a high interception guy. Yeah, but Jameis couldn't see. Guy who just threw 30. Who cares? I don't but, care if you could see or not. Yeah, but that involves th- like seeing and throwing go together. <laughs> Careless. It can't be careless with the football the way he was. You can't just throw it and hope for the best. Let me let me paint you a picture here, though. You're both absolutely right. Bill Belichick talks to Jameis Winston and says, I can make you a Super Bowl champion, but you need to start doing what I say to you to do. Do you remember that? Does anybody remember the, the movie Days of Thunder, which back in the 80s was like a really good movie, and now I you're need, like, oh, my God, I can't I believe I waited. No, we can't. We're busy. Busy. Yeah, I'm eating ice cream. Ice cream. There's a, there's a great scene in that movie, which Craig is already quoting, in which Robert Duvall says, oh, you're going to run 50 laps doing it your way and then 50 laps doing it my way. And 50 laps later, Tom Cruise's character is faster and he's done less weird to the car under Robert Duvall's way. And all of a sudden, Tom Cruise is like, oh, maybe I don't know everything. Does Belichick pull that? Does Belichick say, listen. Do what I tell you to do. You're not going to turn the ball over. We're going to win more. You're not going to throw 30 touchdowns. You're going to throw 20. But we're going to win more. Isn't that a possibility? I can see it. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Wow. He's going to go back there. As soon as he's under pressure, he's going to throw the ball. And if somebody catches it on my team, great. Somebody catches it on the other team. Well, it's not my fault. Now, here's the thing, though. It doesn't doesn't the same apply to Brady? Because now he's playing behind an offensive line that isn't spectacular. Yeah, but if we're talking about calm under pressure, Brady's going to win that argument over Winston every time. No, he's Brady, just, he's not well, going to scramble. Brady will not. Have, he's not going to have 15, 16 interceptions this year. No, he'll just throw it into probably sacks or he'll, like, or yeah, throw well, it away. You know what? You get sacked on second down, you still got a chance on third. If you throw it up for grabs, you don't have the ball anymore. That's true. That's true. I agree. That's true. Gentlemen, we're out of time. Sad. Final thoughts. Let's start with our guest. Cinch, give us a final thought to walk out this week on. Oh, boy. Final thought in March. Um, Not so easy. You know, I hope we have a season. I'm really concerned. But let's not go there. Here, Here's my final thought. The spring camps that the teams usually have, they're not going to have. So let's assume that the players show up in mid to the end of July and everything's fine and that's when they show up. Do you think these teams with new coaches or new quarterbacks, with all these new rules, they can't practice as much as before, do you think they're at a major disadvantage than a team that has a returning quarterback, returning coach? Probably. It reminds me of when we've had strike years. You know, we just got to wait and see how it all pans out. But I agree. it's There's definitely going to be an impact. Craig, what do you think? Uh, about that particular topic? Yes. I, yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely going to matter to teams because right now no player can, like, really travel anywhere. 
They can't right. get physicals. They can't get approved for anything. It's already holding up like multi million dollar deals because they can't, you know, they can't get and see their doctor. So mm-hmm. it is going to have a really large impact. I agree. Hey, Craig, your final thought though is uh, oh. the second and third level free agents that can't sign because right. they can't visit because they can't do physicals. So those guys might be signing while camps already started. Which means we're going to have like another two or three weeks where there's just constant action. So, Craig, your final thought. Uh, final thought is everyone, you know, if you can, stay home. Uh, those people have to go to work. Uh, thank you and stay safe. Okay. And my final thought will be whatever you do, don't put money into DraftKings simulated games. Don't be a <laughs> Brit. I, they have thrown me freebies. Listen. <laughs> I will never turn down a free opportunity. Let us never forget that I won the KFC Challenge one week last year. Byron Pringle. Thank you, Byron Pringle. That stuff I'll play all day long. Listen, folks, I get it. The Vegas books, the online guys like FanDuel and DraftKings, right now, they're desperate. I'm not saying don't support them. I want to support all the businesses as much as I can right now. I am not going to throw money at games that happen with zero oversight. There is no oversight on these games. We talk about the impact of gambling and how it can affect actual like NFL games and like players being paid off. These aren't real. They're simulated. <laughs> there is no oversight on it. It's some guy who's sitting running a program. There is nothing that stops somebody who walks in the door and goes, make sure Jimmy Garoppolo gets four touchdowns. It, there's nothing stopping it. True. Be judicious during this time. Be patient with yourself. If you honestly can't go a couple of weeks because baseball didn't start on time, which is terrible, I agree. But because it didn't start on time, you can't stay off of DraftKings. You might need to call the gambling hotline. It might be time to pull that trigger. Be patient with yourselves. Like Craig said, let's be safe. Like Cinch said, let's do our best to make sure there's a season in 2020. And most importantly, leave us a review wherever you listen to us. If it's on Stitcher, Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to us, give us some feedback. If you'd like to communicate with us, I highly encourage email, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. I am so burnt out on Twitter these days, not going to lie. It's a toxic playground for political talk. We didn't even – Craig was supposed to – tease me with some political talk tonight and never even got to it that's probably a good thing <laughs> he was he threatened he was gonna tease me with it and i, I was, was like all right i'll, Maybe I'll go off week. on it he, he likes craig likes when i go off not because it's good podcasting because he gets a laugh at i me, just so. get amused by it that's all it just it just it just brightens his day <laughs> so but we will be back next week first off thank you cinch so much for joining us thank tonight. you we, it. Thank we were really allowing you to join in we really prefer to have you in studio, and we hope to have that again soon. I think one of my favorite episodes, as hectic as it was, was when we had the four of us in the Blake Bortle studio talking about the rankings. I hope to do that again really soon. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, until then, next week, we will be back. If breaking news happens, we may be back sooner, but we will definitely be back next week. Uh, until then, I thank you guys for listening and for leaving us reviews. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. I'm Cinch. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Mm-hmm.